Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. Alexa, what is the baddest podcast in the land? Here's Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. Season three of the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast is brought to you by Sumato Coffee. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners will receive a 20% discount on your order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit their website at www.sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people? And what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with our rawest opinion, while giving you the straight-up facts. That's right. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. On this episode, we pull back the curtain on the power of forgiveness and healing, and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Jules, man, I ain't heard from you all week, brother. What's been going on over there? <laughs> man, just been busy, man. Just been busy. You know, uh, I told you that wife and I, we were trying to find a little cabin yep. in other states, man. But we gave up, you know, Michigan, the surrounding area of Illinois. But we kept getting outbid. So, But we saw a little something outside the old stuffing grounds of uh, Peoria. And yep. so we've been looking at one thing, and it's looking pretty promising. So just all the business part of it. and just going out there it's like three hours away so it's been it's been busy so we just just can't wait to do the closing and get things and move in and kind of relax just get away dude so i'm excited just listening to you talk about this okay how big is it is it by water well talk to us real quick oh yeah man it's 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 by water the backyard have have a little lake out there called spring lake and it's like a thousand square feet a couple bedrooms a bathroom just a nice little serene place just to get, get away from the hustle and bustle of the fast and city life and just go someplace, get off the grid and just relax. Man, I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. Man, dude, I hope uh, I get an invite at some point in the oh, future. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. That sounds dope, man. I know when you talked about it, I didn't know how quickly y'all was looking to move on it, man. That's awesome, dude. Man, appreciate you. You know, this past couple of years has just been busy. You know how it is. And yeah. I just want to go someplace that's not far, but it's not home here. It's not Chicago. It, it, you know, we can just go, even though it's still in Illinois, but 
but it's a slowest pace and we can just just get away from everything. No, I get you, man. I mean, you ain't got to tell me <laughs> how these last couple years are going, but I understand 100%, man, because sometimes, man, things here in Chicago, very fast-paced, you know all the shit that goes on out here. Mm-hmm. So I can totally understand why you <laughs> definitely would say, you know what, I need me to have a spot where I can have some serenity every once in a while. That's up. That's up. Woo. I just can't wait to get, get vacation coming up. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> this man's he's ready for that vacation. <laughs> man, I'm over here, man. I'm over here rocking in my chair, boy. <laughs> Are y'all heading anywhere or you just gonna just take it easy? So, so we're gonna see the closing should be the second week of October. Okay. So if so, then we'll, you know, some things we gotta do, little couple maintenance, lot uh, yard work. You know, we'll yep. put some gotta put a little love into it, yep. furniture and uh, so we're gonna be busy with that. So uh, my whole vacation gonna be we're gonna be down there if everything goes smooth. Oh, hey man, fingers crossed, brother. And I want to see some pictures, man. Y'all get down there, man. Oh, dude, for sure. And then when we get everything set up, man, man, maybe we can do it. You know, definitely like the garage, like a garage. We can do a show out there. But I got to check and see because now the I know sometimes the the internet it's, it's, the signal is not too strong, so I gotta. You know, yeah, you you you'll have to we'll have to get uh, get you set up with something that'll beef it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yep. <laughs> but we'll get it figured out, my man. We'll get it figured out. But that's that's really dope, man. And I don't, I don't want to be premature, but I'll just say uh, it's looking promising, and I can't wait <laughs> to see how it all uh, plays out for you guys. Definitely keeping loop, brother. Before we get into the episode, man, I wanted to share something with you, Jules, and also with the uh, with the audience. Uh, some pretty sad news. My uh, brother, one of his coworkers, uh, was found dead this week. Single gunshot woman and a weapon next oh, to him. Damn. So we've talked a lot on this show this season, Jules, about you know people that are suffering in silence and you know people that are in pain. And there's so many people out here that don't see a way out of circumstances and. I don't want to make assumptions about what this person, you know, may or may not have mm-hmm. done, but I just know that this someone is no longer here and he was 44 years old. Just sad. And I just wanted to, you know, say a couple words. And I know that, you know, my brother and, and some of his uh, his coworkers, they they listen to our show here. So, hey, Jules and I, we wanted to just, you know, make sure that you guys know that you guys are in all of our thoughts. I know this is a tough time for you guys. Uh, having a close colleague and a coworker, you know, that's no longer with us and just, you know, stay Stay encouraged, and you guys will get through this tough time. Chris, I hate to hear that. I, uh, you know, I had a couple of buddies that you know that went down the same path, and it's it's not easy. But in time, just lean lean on each other in this in this time here, and just go through the good memories of that person. And all we can do is just move on and just keep the memories, keep his keep him alive throughout memories. That's exactly true. That's exactly true. But outside of that, Jules, on on this end, man, it's the same stuff. Work, <laughs> life, you know. But I do love the fact that we get to get on this podcast every week because it's kind of a it's a refreshing like way for me to like not have to worry about some of the other stuff that's going on in life right now. So I do appreciate right. these times every Saturday with you, bro. Man, me too, brother. Because. <laughs> I look forward to it. I'm like, man, what day this? And and prayers, I ain't gonna lie to you. These weeks been going by quick because we'll talk and then okay, we'll get things set up for the next week's show. And it's like, man, it's next week already. And it's like, wow, you'd be so busy and 
But yeah, you get geared up and hung, like, man, let me holler my man prayers for me. I haven't talked to him all week, so see what's up with him. <laughs> like you say, we catch up and, and talk, and it's like, <laughs> it's, man, it's like we ain't skip a beat. No, you know how that goes. Well, that's that's a brotherhood yeah. for you, though. You know what I mean? And, yes, sir. <laughs> but it, but it's it's funny that you say that because when I look at this show, like, okay, there are weeks that you know I don't get a chance to like catch up with you because you're busy, I'm busy, and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. If anything, when I look at a lot of times with this podcast, not only are we, well, I like to think that we're helping people. You guys can let us know if we are or not, but I'm over here connecting with my boy, man. And I, I really appreciate that. You know, I feel like this podcast has definitely strengthened our brotherhood and, and I definitely am very appreciative of that. So, man, me too. <laughs> All right, Jules. Well, man, let's get into it, man. We got, and I'm <laughs> the fair file from last yeah, week, bro. I can't wait to get at this one, bro. <laughs> I was getting heated in the emails this week. <laughs> so, Jules, go ahead and just come for me. Fair or foul so, on me not going back to work for a whole entire week after 9-11. No, no, Prince, I have to say, I was thinking long and hard, and I have to ask you something first in order for me to answer this question. Okay. <laughs> now, was you off of work? Because of the effects of 9-11, you just couldn't couldn't go to work? <laughs> or or you just figure this was just a good time for me to take some extra days? So, okay, fair question. Because you know what, audience? That is what a free thinker does. You see what Jules did there? He thought, okay, maybe it was an explanation uh-huh. of why Perez maybe mm-hmm. didn't do it. So I just wasn't comfortable, man. Okay. The Board of Trade, big-ass building. We still didn't really know <laughs> what was going on. So you think I'm supposed to feel safe a week after? No. So I took a va- I took some vacation days. In that case, Press, it's fair. If oh, you wasn't man. comfortable because if you wasn't comfortable because listen, like we said, like, like we said last week, something like this didn't happen since uh, Pearl Harbor. Now we don't know what planes flying into buildings. That's like something off uh, off of movies. So and you work downtown. So it's like if you feel that you're not comfortable. And don't didn't want to give it some days. Hey, wh- who am I to say? No, no, you you bogus bad. No, come to work. No, because we don't know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I did not feel comfortable. And I'll tell you this. I, I actually I just remembered. I didn't take vacation days. I called off six days in a row. So at that time in that job, you could call off up to six times, six days in a row, but the seventh day you would get fired. So I, I reported to work for the seventh day. Okay. I say it's fair. <laughs> Well, Jules, I appreciate you, man, because I was getting killed, man. And, and listen, it's funny because I like it. I was I was looking at the message and reading it. One person was like, oh, that was bogus. Oh, you you bogus for that. What about your coworkers? I'm like, they had the option to do the same shit I did. <laughs> <laughs> right. What you talking yeah, about? What about my coworkers? <laughs> right. They should have did it too. Yeah, no shit. You know, let them supervisors, the ones that's telling people, oh, we got to uh, release you from the building. No, you don't release nothing, bro. You ain't responsible for none of this. <laughs> so I am. <laughs> so I made that right. decision. You know, that's the thing. People get this shit twisted because somebody's supposed to be your leader or manager or supervisor. Man, fuck out of here, bro. I respect people's positions and things like that. But when it comes to matters of life or death, I'm sorry. I'm responsible for mm-hmm. me. And I'm always going to make the best decision for myself. Chris, him being as a manager should have thought about uh, your uh, wellness mm-hmm. first. Yep. You know, the job is all, the job ain't going nowhere. 
No. No, we, we need to worry about people's wellness and safety. That's number one. And something like this is happening in, in, in time of America. Wait a minute, hold on. All the other stuff needs to stop and let's focus on our people. I mean, that's just me, Perez. <laughs> I see it the same damn way. So listen, I appreciate you for having some grace towards me. Listeners, be nicer to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, they said it was coming for your head, huh? They said, Boy, they was, I'm talking about, man, I was taking them shots like a Vander Holyfield. That's, that's what was happening oh, with geez. me. <laughs> 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 I tried to sweep back at somebody and went into the ropes. I'm like, all right, get it. I ain't gonna win this one. <laughs> oh, mm. yeah, he was taking a lot of shots. Yeah, he was. <laughs> all right, Jules, let's get into some of these mailbag questions. I knew that one was gonna be funny. Um, Damn. So the first one comes over from Kevin, and he's from Chicago. All right. and he wanted to know, hey, with Justin Fields being named the Week Three starter. Mm-hmm. What should we expect on Sunday? I expect the win, Press. All right, let's get this dub. That's it. <laughs> but um, now, Press, you can you can speak on this more than I can. What I seen last week against Cincinnati, I'm not gonna lie to you. I like the way Dalton was playing. He was controlling the game. I like that. Now he went out and Fields got in the game. The defense got what three takeaways, right? Oh, shit. The defense, the, yeah, the defense got back. To, it was like back to back to back. I think it was yeah. a three three picks and it was a fumble, too. Right. Something like, yeah. yeah. We didn't really convert off of it. So I'm like, man, okay. So the offenses still need to jive and get, you know, get to come together. So I'm looking at this game like, okay, let's see how with Justin Fields starting the whole game, let's see if we can gel and get things, things cracking. So, but we coming in, uh, Cleveland, the dog pound. Miles Garrett, them boys. Uh huh, man. But all in all, I'm still expecting to win. <laughs> Listen, hey, I respect that, Jules. I, I think so. To the point that you were making about the Bears' offense last week, they didn't capitalize because that Bears' defense they they came alive. Thank you, Bears' defense. But the offense, if your defense right. is giving you the ball in that type of field position and you settling for field goals, come right. on, now. come on. So. Kevin, to, to answer your question, what I expect is I just expect for Matt Nagy to realize that he's got a special quarterback to utilize and that he needs to complement his offense around the mm-hmm. skill set of the player and not try to force Justin to play into what Matt Nagy thinks his system should be. So what I expect is to see a different offense from the Bears on Sunday. And we have right. to. Mm-hmm. Because... Andy Dalton and Justin Fields are two different quarterbacks. And Justin Fields has a talent that he can take shots down the field. Justin Fields can move around in the pocket. He can make plays with his legs. He can extend plays. Play to what his strengths are. That's what I expect to see right. on Sunday. Dude, exactly. I agree. That's why I was like, I'm happy to see this is his offense. They're not sharing. There's not Dalton. He's just coming in on third downs or whatever the case may be. He's right. controlling the whole show. And that's what I want to see. I wanted to see that offense jail with him. And let him do his thing. Right. But I'm really excited for it. Now, I did say on um, the Bears Central's uh, podcast, I did say that the Bears would lose on Sunday. And the only reason why I said that, Jules, is because of Matt Nagy. I just don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> you said he got that Denny's uh, <laughs> meal. That fucking Denny's menu. <laughs> Zoom in on that damn play sheet that he has. And if you can't see that Denny's menu, because that's all I see. I'm like, what's he over here ordering a fucking Graham Slam breakfast? Get your ass out of here, Nagy. Right, right. It's nice and laminated. And- 
<laughs> He's a sociopath. Why is that thing so neat and laminated like that? I cannot look at I cannot look at Nagy about laughing, dude. Dude, you got me gone with Nagy every time they show him, and I see that menu, that Denny menu. All I think about is you, man. And then don't let it be a play. Don't let it be a play that they mess up on. And I'm just like, man, Prince is going crazy. I'm surprised yep. they didn't shoot his TV yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I told you I ruined all those old remotes. So I'm like, so now I'm just like, I just got to sit here in silence now. No <laughs> oh, damn. Which is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you, Matt, Matt Nagy is not good for, for my mental health. I'm telling you, Sundays, I'm a different person. Monday through Saturday, I'm pretty chill, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. But Sundays, he just brings that lunatic out of me, man. He Those play calls, they drive me insane. When I was at the game last week, and he started doing uh-huh. the little cute play calls, I lost it. I lost it. I ain't had no voice after that game. I mean, we got the W, but I was still looking at Nagy. I'm like, what is you doing, bro? He just mm. can't get out of the way sometimes. But I'm not going to get too far into to the rabbit hole, Kevin. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you know how I feel about Matt Nagy. <laughs> hey, man, you're not the only one. The guys uh, at the job, yeah, they said, they said, hey, they like, this is this is year. If he don't do nothing this year, that's it. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that. But why did he get this year? Why does he get two quarterbacks? Most NFL coaches, they get one quarterback. So he messed it up with Mitch. And most people have their opinion about whatever happened there. But mm-hmm. why does Matt Nagy get to stick around to now have a second quarterback to develop? What makes him so special that he gets that? Good question. And I have no answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, none of us do. <laughs> I can't even come with a BS one. I'm just... <laughs> You're like, I, I just don't know. It's just, it's, yeah. it's just what it is. It's, it's the McCaskies. Whatever, it's right? It's the McCaskies, right. <laughs> so I don't know. But, Kevin, we'll see We'll see what happens on Sunday. But I do think that with Justin Fields getting the start on um, Sunday, if he goes out mm-hmm. there and balls out, I don't see any kind of way that Matt Nagy's going to be able to go back to Dalton. I know Nagy came out and said, when Dalton's healthy, Dalton is his starter. And that sounded cool and all that, but... This fan base will fucking come for you, man, Nagy. If this kid plays well and you go back to Andy Dog. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be in issues. No, sir. Or, or I'd probably make a little better decision if I was in the shoes. <laughs> yeah. I think I think at this point it's no turning back, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just keep looking ahead, Matthew. Keep looking ahead and and, and shrink that goddamn Denny's menu. <laughs> All right, see Kevin, you got me. You got me in Sunday mode already. <laughs> Damn <Uh-oh>. you! <laughs> All right, the next question came over from Jeffrey from East St. Louis, Illinois. Jules, okay. he wanted to know, how do you feel about Oscar De La Hoya calling out Floyd Money Mayweather? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over this. Well, you know what? No, hold on. Let me take it back. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I will. I will watch this. Wait, 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 hold on. Would you buy it? Hell no. <laughs> so it's levels to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it, but I still won't pay for it. Dude, they fall back in 07, and, you know, it, this is when Floyd was coming up. And Oscar was Oscar was at the prime, at the peak of his game here. Yep. And, I, and, and Floyd was coming up. So when Floyd got the decision on that one, that transcended Floyd. And Oscar's got, Oscar's got a great career in boxing. Yep. Great career. Now manager, promoter. So... Listen, why? Why? You're talking about $100 million. Why? 
Oscar's like 48. Mayweather's 44. Come on, guys. You guys both are millionaires. I mean, if you want to so do like an exhibition. Over, right? right, right. I mean, yeah. if you want to do like an exhibition just to, hey, you know, two guys going in sparring or whatever the case may be. Okay, cool. I ain't going to pay for it. Y'all shouldn't even charge that thing just to give the fans something just, just to see because boxing is just so terrible. You know, just to see, just see something like, okay, Oscar and uh, Floyd. Cool. But that's how I feel about it. I'm just through with this, man. Let's just get back to regular boxing. Man, I was watching some old uh, fights. I was watching um, Wilder and Fury. I was watching Earl. And I was watching them. I was like, man, good fights. I was watching uh, uh, Crawford, Triple G and stuff. Man, I was just watching those fights. Man, these are some good fights. Mm-hmm. This here, I mean, if you do an exhibition thing, okay, cool. That's cute. I'll, I'll watch it, but I won't pay for it. So you brought up the fact that you might even watch a movie and not watch this fight. Let me ask you, you know. Would you watch Coming to America 2 over this fight? <laughs> no, I'll be watching. I'll be watching Oscar Taylor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's how bad Coming to America 2 was. So I'm just going to tell you. When we talk about that, Perez. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, you're a fool, man. <laughs> Dude, would you watch Coming to America 2? Uh-uh, no, I'll be watching the Oscar Taylor with Floyd Mayweather. There you go. So, <laughs> so, so I just want to, I just want to paint that picture for the listeners. So you, you guys see what Jules is at with that. Okay, fair enough. Now, I agree with everything he said there. I would not pay for this fight, but I wonder if Floyd Mayweather would be intrigued by this only because there's star power in this potential fight, right? Mm-hmm. So if they could get the money up, you know, Floyd, he's all about that almighty dollar. Right. He may step in there with him. I mean, he stepped in there with Logan Paul. The next thing was trash. That right. Now we're talking about 100 million press. Yeah. And you know, Floyd, he turning down no money like that now. Man. Even more so. Delahoya was supposed to have been the one to have fought uh Victor. And then right, right. Evander Holyfield stepped in because Oscar caught COVID. Mm-mm. Now, Oscar's four years older than Floyd. And Floyd at least has fought. Well, he's been at least somewhat right. active, right? Right. Uh-huh. So right. I'm looking at Oscar like, okay, it's great that you got back in shape, but hey, Floyd beat you in 2007 to Jules' point, and I don't see it being different if y'all get into the ring now. So I don't know. If they do have this thing, I'll watch it, but I won't pay for it. I'm definitely not paying for it. I'm going to have to find a bar or something that they, you know how they had those bars that'll charge you like a little $5 cover or something like that? Okay, I'll do something like that, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a be about it. But I would say the big question is, if Floyd Mayweather is intrigued by this, because he may look at this and be like, man, I ain't doing that shit. Next. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked me up, man. All right, so uh, the next question comes over from Dante from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh. And uh, I was joking with the Missouri. Missouri. But um, he wanted to know, what were you guys' thoughts on Team Rock? following a lawsuit against the Kansas City Police Department and Kansas City. Audience, just before we get into it, pretty much what this lawsuit is alleging is that the police department there in Kansas City has had a history of misconduct. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said it's not a it's not a secret that this stuff has been going on. So Team Rock, which is an arm of uh, Jay-Z's uh, company, they're basically found a lawsuit because they want to get some transparency into some of the things that are going on. So we just want to make sure that we painted that picture before we answer the question. Well, it's good because if there's allegation of uh, misconduct and 
anything racially motivated or I haven't read about officers being charged with sex crimes. Yeah. And, and they ask for this stuff. It's, it's out there because of the uh, Freedom Information Act, but they're blocking it. The police department, the government uh, is blocking it. Then, okay, we, well, we got to hide here. Mm-hmm. So that's why, well, okay. And to get anything done, you right, need to sue to open up the books and what's going on behind the scenes. And then, all right, we have our answer. So this is, right here is a no-brainer. I mean, you're supposed to. Something like this is going on. You don't want your police department being in, involved in any corruption or cover-up or anything like that. So, yeah, big shout-out, man. Your police department is there to serve and protect and work with the community. Not do their own thing, not be a gang, not be a bully or anything like that. But to work with the community. And this is, and if this is the way to open up the books and root out these, these bad officers, I'm all for it. Hey, yeah, I appreciate those words, Jules. I mean, that means a lot definitely coming from you. I um when I look at this though, I, I think that Jay-Z's gotten a lot of flack, you know, last couple of years with just some of his involvement with the NFL and people are kind of calling into question his motives and intent. But you can't call it to question what he's doing with this team rock mm-hmm. because He's pushing for criminal justice and police reform. And I think that is very important. He's not just doing it in certain places. He's doing it across the country. I mean, we talked about it on on the show. Look what he did in in Mississippi. And that prison system down there is awful. You know, the the conditions that people were subjected to when they're inmates there was Mm -hmm. less than humane. And so he and his team were able to go down there and, and they were able to make some changes happen. So I think when you have a platform, it's important to use your platform in the right way. So my thoughts are is Jay-Z's using this platform for good. Now, I know we can call into question maybe his intentions when it came to the NFL, but hey, Jay-Z's also a businessman. So, hey, you know, it is right. what it is, right? Hey, <laughs> I'm a businessman, you know what I'm saying? And he told people that, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> uh-huh. Right. So, can't hate the guy, boy, man. Try to make money, too, now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so I just hope that, you know, whatever ends up happening with this lawsuit, that we do get the transparency, we do get everything opened up. And I do think that they do need to fix things in KC. A couple of years ago, I used to have to go down there quarterly for work. And I will say that there is, you can just feel a little bit of that in the air. That's all I'm going to say. It just, things don't feel right out there. I just hope that they get that shit cleaned up. We don't have any place for that in our society. Right. So the next question. Comes over from Jason from Larchmont, New York. And he wanted to know, what did you guys think about the reports that Kevin Durant stepped in and told the Nets, no, you cannot trade Kyrie for Ben Simmons? Good. <laughs> if I was Kevin Durant, I'd say, say the same thing. We got to establish your point guard your floor general out there. Yep. And plus he's established. He's a seasoned, he's seasoned veteran and he's an NBA champion. Uh, that time they beat the uh, uh, Golden State. Yeah, LeBron, you know, LeBron was LeBron, but Kyrie is the one who stepped up big in them series. Yeah, he hit the biggest shot in that series. (laughs) Man, I'm with him. I I wouldn't, and not taking anything for Ben Simmons. I like Ben Simmons, but you, you, Kyrie, you got KD and you got Harden. Come on, man. Why are we going to break that up? Yeah, I agree with you, but that also just shows you Kevin Durant, boy, he must be that guy in in that organization if these reports are true. Because if this man basically told the GM, no, nah, you can't do your job. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, KD got some power, boy. Mercy. Well, KD, KD, well, 
That's what I was going to say. With KD, hey, hey, he the man. When LeBron got a few years left, yeah, I strongly believe KD might be that dude that uh, the NBA is going to say, that, I mean, the face of the NBA. Dude, I think he's that face now. I think KD's okay. the best player in the world. But I, I think that's a fair point that you're making because most people, when they think about it, they're like, they still talk about LeBron as being that guy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're probably saying, well, when LeBron finally rides off into the sunset, who's going to be that new that new face? Right. And I, but I'm telling you, when I look at KD right now, especially what he did in that playoff by himself, come on. and he almost will, come on, man. Right. That brother, he's bad, boy. He is bad. <laughs> That's why he can go around and say, hey, listen, no, we ain't giving up no, no Kyrie. No. And you know what? Kyrie's his boy. He's like, no, y'all ain't going to do that if the, if this is true. Because I, I said when I saw the reports, too, I wondered how true this was because I didn't really hear it. I mean, I heard one person in the media, and I'm not even going to bring his name up. He was the one that said it. But then a lot of times he has a tendency of opening his mouth, and then a week or two later he'll say, oh, I was misquoted. So I'm like, yeah, okay. You, you say this shit to try to get some attention. <laughs> Yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but I was going to say, though, if I look at this this thing on paper, I thought Ben Simmons, if they would have made a move like that, would have been a good fit with the Nets team. Okay. Not, take, not taking anything away from Kyrie, because Kyrie right. is brilliant. Uh-huh. But Kyrie also had a really interesting season last year when he took some time away. It seemed like he was kind of struggling with some of his mental health and a lot of people called it a question if Kyrie is really all in on basketball. Now, I would never do mm-hmm. that because that's not my mm-hmm. place to do so. Mm-hmm. But he also got a guy, Ben Simmons, who people have questioned his passion for the game. So I don't know, man. When I look at this situation, I'm like, I hope Ben Simmons finds his happiness and his peace with his life and with his career because he obviously wants out of uh, Philly. Right. He wants out of Philly, right. And I hope that Kyrie, whatever was plaguing him last season, he comes in here revigorated and sees that his boy KD's got his back and he goes out there and he puts it on the line for him. Yeah, because they have a chance of going all the way. Yes. If they didn't have the injury problems with uh, Kyrie being out in, in Harden, it might have been a different series. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. Harden was limited, right? And right. then Kyrie was out. And mm-hmm. KD had to do it on his own because when, when everybody saw that Harden came over there, everybody just immediately was like, yeah, Brook is winning that championship. But you got to realize that championships ain't won on paper. With the Nets, they learned a big lesson their last season, and hopefully they come back even hungrier. And I'm telling you, you don't want an even more motivated Kevin Durant because when I saw him in the Olympics this summer, he was a man possessed out there. Man possessed. I'm glad, too, because at first it was rocky. I was like, ooh. They needed that. If if he wasn't on that team, shit. Right, right. It would have been curtains. (laughs) Well, it goes to show you, man, the competition in these other countries are getting better and better. Because yeah. Team USA had some had some struggles, man. They really have. They really have. They need to get that shit figured out, man. Because it's interesting that like you can't get like certain guys, they don't want to do it. You know, like you didn't have Steph Curry. You didn't have a lot of like the the top players. And I'm I'm sure because right. of COVID, probably people don't want to be away from their family. Some people want to heal because the NBA season was so like long and it came back very soon after the uh, after the bubble so a lot of guys just say fuck this i'm out so i think they mm-hmm. need to figure out a system that this thing works where you can get these top guys that want to participate so that way we don't have <laughs> olympic teams like we had this this most recent run because like you said we barely got through the finish line there man all right last question comes over from denise from lansing illinois and she says 
When was the last time you were physically brought to tears? Oh man, Denise. I know. <laughs> I know. She pulled she pulled back the curtain on us. Uh, I saw this question. I was like, ah, Denise, come on, let me come on the air and talk about when I was getting all emotional and tears. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the Ella French uh, Ella French vigil. Her mom and family was out there. When they started talking, it was tearing up, and then it was a whole bunch of police out there, and people were tearing up. And, and, and naturally, at a setting like that, it was so thick, and you just, you know, you you out there in the element, and you just start, you know, tearing up because of because uh, of what happened. And right. So that was that was the last time I was brought to tears. Okay. No, and I and I definitely understand that. That was a it was a tough uh, that was a tough week in this city for sure. Well, Denise. As Jules mentioned, uh, this question, I looked at it, I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> and it came at a very interesting time because you guys have all heard me on this show talk about my grandmother and, you know, mm-hmm. the influence that she's had, you know, in my life and still does. Because, you know, there's times that I'm doing things and I'm kind of like thinking back to some of the decisions and how she kind of moved. And so it's still stuff that I carry with me every day. But her birthday is actually tomorrow. You know, she would have turned... Uh, Shit, she would have been 100. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you guys know she passed away in 2020 uh, from COVID. So I would say the last time I was brought to tears was actually on this show when I was mm-hmm. uh, doing the curtain call mm-hmm. on season two. And uh, Jules, I know you probably heard I me. Remember. I was like fighting back tears, but I just, just I couldn't do it. I was okay with that because... I was going to be honest, man, for a very long time in my life, I didn't really allow myself to have feelings like that. You know, I would repress those type of feelings. And I think with the tenor of what the episode is today, I think that this question was amazing that it just came at this time for me and where I'm at right now mentally. But then also with the type of episode that we're going to do today, because when I truly started to heal in my life was when I stopped myself from not feeling. Because I think when you walk around like that, you're numb to life, you're numb to your emotions, you're numb to just just things in general. That's no way to live. Now, while my grandmother's passing, you know, it's been some time here. The family and I, we've been able to slowly heal from that. But there's still certain moments that you still think about the person. There's times like I'll think about certain songs and stuff that she liked. The other day when Devin Hester was one of the uh, nominations for the Hall of Fame in 2022, I thought about my grandmother quickly because that was one of her favorite bears. She would always, whenever he would run back and kickoff return, (laughs) I never heard her like get so giddy about anything, (laughs) but she loved watching him run back those kickoff returns. So that was the last time I was brought to tears when I did that, that curtain call uh, on the show, Denise. I remember that press and I can tell you this. I know your grandmother, she down looking at you and smiling, boy. She said, look my baby down there. Look what he doing. Yeah, he, (laughs) He's trying. He's trying. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they be messing with me sometimes, Grant. I'm telling you, but I'm trying. (laughs) Hey, hey, tell these people to leave me alone about that fair (laughs) foul. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But as I was mentioning, uh, I just, I think that today's episode just comes at a perfect time for me personally. And I hope the message today resonates with uh, each of you, right? And if it's something um, that you think was powerful, you know, please feel free to share that with people that's in your friend group and, and so forth. But 
I had recently read in a book, Jules, that your life can only go so far as the degree of your forgiveness. So on this episode today, we're going to talk about the power of healing and forgiveness. And I would say when I saw that quote in that book, Jules, that shit resonated with me. Because regardless of your beliefs and your belief system in life, I think that quote is just the plain truth. And some people, they have a fear in forgiving people for being unforgiving, right? Mm. So think about it this way. And this is just something that I've just even thought about in my own life. Some people feel if I forgive this person, they'll never get what's coming to them, right? Because then there's that whole revenge factor that comes in where they want someone to to pay. You're going to have to pay for what you did to me, right? Okay. But in my life, when I've been able to unburden myself is being able to forgive people and just saying, you know what? I just wish the best for you. At this point in my life, I don't have time to carry anybody else's burdens. I have my own. And this lesson has really helped me to move forward in my life. Because if you truly want to be healthy and you truly want to just live your best life, it's not for you to teach anybody a lesson. They're going to get theirs, (laughs) whether it's by life or they're going to get theirs at the end. Either way, it's not on me. That's not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. So I learned a long time ago, I'm going to release that person from whatever it was that we had conflict-wise, and then they're just gone. And I think that's the only way that you can move forward to having peace and having a joyful life. Because that's the life that we're all meant to live, is to be peaceful, to not be carrying burden, to not be carrying hate in your heart towards another human being. Why, Why do that? That's not healthy. And I think that when people choose to not be forgiving, well, you're keeping yourself back from your own blessings. Prez, man, you hit it big on that one. I I can just go with a old partner of ours. Uh, Prez, we've been rocking for a long time. This cat right here just about came up with teenagers. Yes. 17, about 17. And we've been cool ever since. Now, recently, maybe, uh, not recently, well, about 10 years ago, he kind of, fade away and I was just like man what was going on and and I couldn't couldn't figure it out was it something I did or you know I get a little angry I had to come the realization listen I wish nothing but the best hope everything is fine whenever you decide to to reach out I'm here I end up just forgiving them because it helped me out because like you said Perez if I keep carrying that burden that pain and, and resentment it, it won't just be towards that person, be other people as well. Right. And that's not good on not even the other person, but on me, because when, when you when you operate like that, yes, you you're absolutely right. You you miss out on the blessings, you treat people terribly. And I'm a big strong believer, whatever you do to one person, it'll be done to you. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so with that, hey man, I look I you know, Fred, you know I'm a, a church-going guy, God-friend man, and I just give it up to the big man and pray that everything, him and his family, wish nothing but the best, and we'll wrap one day. I, I'm not going to go too deep into that situation, but this is what I'll say. I was shocked and surprised and put off by it when you told me that things changed with that relationship with you and that individual, and I'm going to be honest with you. It was hard for me not to to take sides because, dude, you my guy. We've been rocking since day one. When I, mm-hmm. I'm when I'm, 
like I said, you were a brother to me. So if right. I feel like, man, my brother's being done in a way that I'm like, wait, what happened here? What's going on? Then I'm like, damn, do I put myself in this situation or do I just stay out of it? Because there was times that I would feel guilty when the person would reach out to me and hit me up and say, how are you doing? I'm sitting here like, why are you asking me how I'm doing? Hit up my boy. Right. <laughs> what you doing? Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. But at the same time, though, Jules, I know the way you rock, I know you were just appreciative. Hey, you know what, Chris? You do what you need to do. I got this covered over here. But I really respect the fact, though, in that situation, how you were able to say, you know what? I don't even know what happened between me and you, bro. But whatever it was, man, I wish you nothing but the best. And I mm-hmm. hope that one day we can sit down and have a conversation. Present, it feel good that way. That right there, just you go on about your day and, you, and you're a better person. You go on about your day. Because let's be honest, sometimes whatever was going on on the other side, he probably ain't thinking about you. No. So why give it that, why give it that energy? I think that right there was the realest, <laughs> realest point that you made there. Think about it, right? You got people out here that's really out here like, I'm going to get this person back. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that to them. That person's over here on the other side doing what they need to do for themselves because they didn't think about you whenever it was. They did whatever to hurt you. Mm-hmm. So what you think they're going to be thinking about you after you out of the picture? They really ain't thinking about your ass. So why are you giving that type of energy to somebody? Mm-hmm. You know, so when I think about this episode, how I talked about healing from my grandmother's passing, right? Now, that's one part of healing. But then the second part of healing is what we see that's been going on. Jules and I, we talk about this so much with during the pandemic, you had people, friendship groups, you had people's families that were being splintered apart by people's political views. You had people because you support this person that, you know, you are a bad person. I don't even want to deal with you anymore. I'm unfollowing you. Or when we saw some of the civil unrest, you know, you had people who had difference of opinions about what was happening and people had their viewpoints and this person had their viewpoints because you and I don't see it the same way. We can't speak and can't communicate anymore. That's toxic. And so when Jules and I decided to do this episode today, we did this episode from the whole center of what we see happening in this world the last 18 months or so. We got to start forgiving each other. It's time out. If you guys all probably have somebody in your life, one person at least in your life right now that you're not speaking to, think about why it is that you and that person aren't speaking and try to figure out, okay, is it a situation that's worth salvaging? If it's not, okay, fine. But if you're still carrying the pain of that person not being in your life around, you got to let that shit go. Mm-hmm. That shit's like gas, man. That shit will just be fucking with you and it's fucking with you and fucking with you. You got to let that shit go. Let it go. Damn, and, and then, yeah, holding on to gas is like, make your stomach hurt, too. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, with the correlation of it, man, yeah. it'll mess you up. <laughs> That's... Be all torn up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, Jules, thanks for, uh, for sharing that personal uh, anecdote. I think for me, I've had an instance where I've also chose to, to forgive. And I shared a story on the uh, episode we did with Shay, and we talked about on that episode, healing from emotional abuse. Well, my situation wasn't necessarily, you know, emotional abuse. It was a situation where a friend of mine, you know, somebody that I considered a brother at one point in life, Mm. he slept with a long-term relationship, person that I dated in college, dated back in high school, like the whole nine. And, you know, in life, you would think that certain things are off limits and that, you know, some people just know, hey, <laughs> you, you don't go there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I've had a lot of time in life to 
unpack that situation and just, you know, forgive both of them. At the end of the day, carrying that hate, carrying that baggage around, that's going to stop me and block me from doing what I had to do. Because I'll tell you one thing, man, I didn't look back from that person that did that to me. Okay, cool. I'm about to soar like an eagle over here. You're going to watch me make these moves. And she Mm. has. That's how you get somebody back. It's not about being Mm -hmm. vengeful. You out here seeing all these moves that I'm making. You keep hearing about all the things that I'm out here doing. That's your penance. So take it. That medicine is probably going down real hot right now. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have zero ill will in my heart towards her. And I have zero ill will in my heart towards the guy that did what he did. Because at the same time, we were once brothers. And a saying that was told to me, and this was like, man, when I was in a uh, in a football camp program, and the coach, I might have been like 12 or 13, and he looked around and he said, look, he said, you guys need to find a core group of friends. And he said, keep those people near and dear to you. He said, because this world, he said, it's, it's cutthroat and it's a cold, cold world. But he said, when you do find your brothers, he said, once brothers, always brothers. Man. I'm a firm believer in that. Wow. Damn. And that really, dude, you kept that from 12 years old. Yeah. That's some life lessons there, boy. That stick with you. And he right. We have a small group of prayers. Mm-hmm. But our small group is, they'll fight a bear for you. You ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying about that. Hey. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Look, prayer, something going on, man. I'm there. And vice versa. And vice versa. That's right. That's that. Oh, that's what we that's what we're talking about. That's a lifetime of just being there for somebody. Generally caring. Boy, that hit home when you said that prayers. Yeah. Hey, shit. I mean, man. I'm still carrying it from the age of 12 because that was something that's mm. helped me in life. Because you you got to realize, man, certain situations, and, and that's why I wanted to make that point to the audience about. If there's someone right now that you're not rocking with because of whatever that's gone on in life, man, see if you can fix that shit. See if you can clean that thing up. If not, just don't carry the baggage from it because that's hurting you. Because I'm going to tell you, when I forgave both of those individuals, it was one of the most freeing things that I could do. Now, I know that that's difficult for a lot of people to do, but I also think, Jules, it's because people choose to make it difficult. because. You are the one that's in control of your own life and your own destiny. No one else can control your destiny. Just how I talked about earlier with that manager when I was 21 at that job, basically telling me that he's the one that can release me. No, bro, (laughs) I'm in control of this Mm -hmm. here. Right. I know a lot of people will say, well, Prince, forgiveness, it takes a long time. And so I've thought about that too, when people make that kind of point. And I'll say, "Hmm, I don't know about that. Because I think what it comes down to this, not about it takes time to forgive. What I think it is, is that in some situations where someone's been wronged, their pain is the power. So sometimes, I'm not saying all times, so listen to me clearly, audience. When people are allowed to play the victim, then I think they think that they can then take the power back in that situation. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to tell you one thing. That ain't true. It's Mm -hmm. just not true. You playing a victim and going out here and doing the things that you're doing, that doesn't make you the strong one. In fact, to me, it makes you the weak one. It makes you no different than the person that hurt you. Mm, okay. I got you. Or, or prayers, they might like the feeling of being the victim because you probably get all the attention. Ooh. 
Now you, you know, just hit on something. You know, because sometimes things happen, and how often we see you on like uh on um, Yahoo, like something happened to like a celebrity, and it's like they keep posting and posting and posting. It was like, like that man. Okay, I understand something happened, but it was like, man, we now we getting into months. Now it's a year, and it's like, yeah, I'm still dealing with this, and 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 it's like. Certain things don't need to be broadcast like that. I mean, that's just me. I, I, you know, and it's like maybe because they like the the feeling of of getting the, the, the attention that it gets them. That's a hell of a point. And then we and think about some of the things that we've talked about on this show with the toxicity of social media, right? That whole cancel culture that we 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 dealt mm-hmm. into. A lot of that kind of lends into that, right? Because when you have these situations of somebody's hurt, then what's the first thing they want to do? Maybe go to a social media platform right. and put somebody on blast. Right. Mm-hmm. To try yep. to embarrass them publicly. But this is my thing. Whenever I've seen that kind of stuff happen, I haven't looked at the person that has done the bad behavior and, and judged them. I'm like looking at judging the person that's doing all that. Cause I'm like, can't you and that person have a conversation behind closed doors? Chris, I'm the same way. I'm like, whatever it is. I mean, can't you just reach out to the person? Yeah. Like what are we doing? That's why I said earlier that. We have the power to command ourselves. We are the ones that are in control of our own destiny. And so <laughs> you got to make that conscious decision to not allow somebody else to control your thoughts, your actions, or any of that stuff. And that's why I think forgiveness and healing is just so important because those are things that you can do to make steps in that direction, Jules. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm here with you. I, and plus, life is too precious. Press. Mm-hmm. You're here one day and you're gone the next. Prayers, we got on here and we talk about communication. Goes a long way, solves a lot of problems. Yeah. Have understanding. We need to get back to that because right now what we see in this world is a lot of people just big on not forgiving. This is what this person said 20 years ago and I'm still mad. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Or, and then the example that we were talking about earlier, person they may support uh one line of thought mm-hmm. you don't and right. now everybody's no i i hate you now right. I, don't talk to me right there's people that have difference of opinions when it comes to the vaccine i mean i right. have that with the friends groups and within my family but i'm not going to sit over here and, and stop talking to you because you didn't take a vaccine that's your personal choice i just know that shit when you're around me you better fucking put that mask on and fucking not be all up on me <laughs> when did, right right where did this come from? Oh no, I don't know. And that that's also too when, when we decided to do this episode on this, it just made me wonder like, where are our priorities right now? And what's really important to us as people? Because as I mentioned with that that former friend and that former relationship, it wasn't a cool situation. It was fucked up. Right. But I learned something from that myself. I don't regret the friendship with that individual. I don't regret the relationship with that person. Because life is all about lessons, and you sometimes just have to take even a minor lesson from a major situation that happens, right? Uh huh. And <laughs> I think a lot of times, what we what we have, people we we have hurt feelings that happen, people's egos and things like that. They get hit, they get bruised. Now, I will never ever publicly put someone on blast for anything that happens in a private matter. Just that's not my MO. That's not the way I get down. Mm -hmm. And the individuals that were involved in in that situation that I talked about, 
They know what they did. So it's not on me to publicly air them out. That would have been the easy thing to do, Jules. But you know what the hardest thing was to do was for me to just look at myself in the mirror and say, damn, what is it that I could have done to have prevented that from happening? See, that's the thing in these situations that sometimes we can't do because we're too close to these situations or we don't humble ourselves to say, what part did I play in this? That takes a big person, Prince. Because <laughs> you could easily say it's all on them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, what could I have done different? That's what. But that was those lessons, like you said, it takes something big to, to come up with this a moment of a learning lesson out of all of this. But if you get that learning lesson through that right there, that right there make you 10 times a better person. And you grow and evolve, and, and that's how it just make you a better person. But if you keep that hatred and that resentment in your heart, then you just go another way. No, it's, it's, it's a fair point, bro. And, you know, the way you move, Jules, like this is the thing, audience, I've, I've talked to you guys about this on the show about him before. You know, he's one of the few people that I know that I very rarely hear him have a negative word about anyone. Unless it's Matt Nagy, because he definitely comes from him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, there's times where I'll go to him and vent about a situation. And he's the perfect person to talk to because he's not going to take sides. And that's not what you want someone to do anyway. Sometimes you just want somebody to just listen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think in these situations where forgiveness Instead of us looking for someone to blame, instead of us looking for someone and saying, hey, this person wronged me, I want you to now dislike this person as well. And I told you about the story that the Jules told with the, the friend of ours. I didn't take sides. I wanted to, but I didn't because <laughs> I know right. Jules wouldn't have wanted me to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, he's a big boy. He can handle his. Right. And uh-huh. he handled it in the way that he wanted to handle it. And I think when I think of these situations, that's what we have to do with these personal situations. You handle things the best way you see fit. But I think it's dangerous when we start involving other people into those scenarios. Because that's when things get really convoluted. And then now these things get really out of hand. That's real rough because um, I and how you are with there's, you know other situations where things happen and you ain't never say, no, you can't hang, you can't hang or talk to this dude anymore, wherever the case may be. We got our thing. But if I'm not rocking with dude, listen, you can still rock with me, but I'm good over here. And right. I'm okay with that. And <laughs> dude, and those examples, and that's just a character right there. It's just, it's just big. That's just that's that's grown folks. That's just a grown folk type mentality. Mm-hmm. You ain't no kid, man. No. And uh-huh. and the problem is. Some people just out here just want to just need to grow up. That's the thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> grow up and move on because, listen, you're going to, man, I think a uh, pastor friend of mine said, you're going to come across people you was cool with at one, one point and then they're going to do their own thing and that's okay. But if they come back, then you know it's for real. Like, like us, prayers, our lives and stuff, we, we hang it tough, tight. But just life in general, work and families and stuff. And we got, when we get back, uh, get back talking, not because any any bad thing, but just in general, just busy. Mm-hmm. It was like, like we ain't skip a beat. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And, and that's interesting that you say that because 
that's when you know something is like more than just like a passing, right. you know, friendship. Because I hate to say this, it was like a couple years, man, where I had lost contact with you back in the day. And, you know, life and things like that come up. But I would say this, that ain't no excuse. And I'll never let that happen again. And I'm very thankful that we've been able to, to yeah. get back and rock, you know. But also, I think that a lot of us have to start looking at our personal circles and people and reconnect with those and, and ground yourself around people that knew you at a different time in life. Because I'll tell you this, I have friends from all walks of life, but I only have a few that knew me when I was on the bottom. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's easy to be friends with somebody that they got a couple things and they got whatever you call, quote unquote, this type of status and things like that. But as as uh, <laughs> as the old saying says, was you shooting with me in the gym? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just a firm believer in that. Mm, okay. When I was putting in that work, put- when I look around, there was only a chosen few. That's just what I see. And that's also why I'm not so quick to have all this bitterness towards people. If, if something happens and they do something to me, listen, I choose to forgive. I wish them well. And I'll move on. Because one of the things that I think is really dangerous, and this is stuff that I did when I was younger before, you know, shit, I matured. Because you talked about maturity. Yeah. Uh-huh. When I wasn't mature, yeah, I would sit here and hold grudges and, and all that kind of shit. But it, it's lame, you know? Right. Because you're now letting negative thoughts and emotions imprison your brain and your body. There's enough shit that's going on out here in this world right now. I can't take any more negativity because our world is so negative as it is. Hey, talk to him, Chris. <laughs> talk to him. So we got to protect our own cells, our own energy, our protect our own mental. And I just don't want to live that kind of way, Jules. I just, I don't want to be held hostage by somebody else's uh, pain that now they've put onto me. I just can't do it. For me, right now, dude, I'm in my 40s, man. I'm thinking about that back nine of my life. I'm just trying to be Mm -hmm. happy. I'm trying to be peaceful, bro. I don't have time for the pain of my 20s to ruin the back half of my life. So if there's a situation that I need to move away from, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do it peacefully. And you're not going to hear me tearing nobody down in the process. Hey. <laughs> Me and you on that same path, brother. I'm on, on, on a mission of finding and searching for peace. Cause what's going on in the world right now is so it's upside down where I don't want any smoke. I don't want any negative. I don't even want to be around it. Right. I mean, sucks for me because my profession, I'm around it. But even though I try to be the light to uh to a few people, you know, you walk with a certain way when you're when you're in tune with yourself and you you're not a negative person, you can think clearly and and, and even if like I'll just take my example for when I go in a certain situation at work, they're going through things, but I may come with a different solution. Now if I was a bitter person or a jealous person or revenge person, I probably wouldn't care. You know, and probably make things worse at work. But when I'm like, you know, when you're Seeing things in a in a, in, a, in a peaceful and in a positive mindset, you just feel good about yourself. You know, you don't look press. How many times somebody look at you, you tell them your age, and they don't believe you? Dude, that shit happens all the man, time. <laughs> it feels man, it feels good. I'm getting gray hairs. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, our age. 
gray hair just look older than what they're supposed to. That's that all stress. grayed out. All grayed Man, out. That's that stress. That's that life. That's that that bitterness. That bitterness and we're drinking. Who knows? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, what I'm saying just you know. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but no, I think well, that's a I think that's a good point though because you're right and you get it all the time too. Like I was at the, at the Bears game. I was mentioning it earlier in the show. And this guy sat down. First thing he was like, man, he's like, this is going to be tough sitting next to you. He's like, you kind of beefy. <laughs> Which, Jules, I ain't going to lie to you. I've never been comfortable taking those type of compliments. But I looked at him. I was like, hey, man, I appreciate it. Then his second thing was, man, how old are you? And mm-hmm. I said, well, I said, how old do you think I am? And he said, hey, he's like about 32. I was like, boy, oh, you, you a whole you a whole decade off, brother. I said, I appreciate you. I was like, hey. what, what, what beer are you drinking? Right. <laughs> where the beer, hey, hey, where the beer man? Beer man, hey, give, my, give my man one. Yes, sir. <laughs> but no, I think with stuff like that is, I think when you try to live more of that peaceful existence, I think maybe other people see that. Maybe that's what they see in you. And so I want to just keep doing that. I just want to keep being that light. And oh, some ideas that, that have worked for me to kind of move on from those type of situations is uh, reminding yourself why you do want or why you don't want this person in your life. Because I think that's important because what if it's a situation where you've gone through some hurt from someone, but you're like, man, I still want this person to be in my life. So mm-hmm. you, you got to think about that type of relationship. Okay. Realize that people are not replaceable. You know? So the thing for me, as Jules mentioned, my circle is very small. So if someone gets removed from that circle, that's going to leave a bit of a void. And so in life, I think it's really important for us to understand that just because a person might have done something that wronged you doesn't make them a bad person. You know, people make mistakes, right? So I think it's important to separate a mistake versus someone that's just inherently a bad person and that person just doesn't need to be in your universe. So for me, that's one of the things that I've kind of looked at. But also, Jules, and you know this, I set boundaries with people, bro. It's it's gentle one, but okay, I kind of let okay. people know. You know, I kind of let people know. I mean, you you see how it is, Jules. When people, because you've had some of your partners when they met me for the first time, they probably walked away from that like, man, that dude, he was uh, he was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My partner worked a uh, bull, man. He he said you pretty uh, pretty solid dude. <laughs> hey, he he ain't gonna lie. He said you, hey guys. When that guy asked you, you know, you're pretty beefy. Hey, my partner was like, man, that dude pretty solid, man. Well, he used the word solid instead of beefy, but he was like, man, you pretty solid. I said, yeah. <laughs> I, I said to myself when I saw you, I was like, man, this dude, this dude on, man. Because, <laughs> man, when I saw I was like, God, dog, what you, what you eating the weights, man? <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> But yeah, man, but I, I just think that, you know, setting those boundaries is important, letting people know what you're about, who you are, and what you're going to tolerate and what you won't tolerate, right? So also, for any people out there that are struggling with these type of situations, if somebody does hurt you, just because you do choose to maybe forgive the person, right? It doesn't mean that you're saying what the person did to you was okay. It's not what that mm-hmm. is. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about forgiveness, you're not condoning right. what the person did to you. I think the best part about that is that by forgiving that person, you are saying, I don't condone it. You knew what you did was wrong. It was inappropriate. But I'm choosing me over you because I matter more than you do. 
I'm glad you said that because that's something you look at, people look at, and just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you forget. That forgiveness, it can heal and it allow people to move on in life uh, with meaning and purpose. You know, forgiveness is, is it's huge, big benefits for it because it, it has shown to de- decrease depression, anxiety, unhealthy anger and aging and what we just talked about. And it doesn't mean that the, the wrongdoers, the, the action, the person who hurt you, the action is accepted, but it doesn't minimize the um, sin of the wrongdoing, but it, 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 you forgive the person. That's what I think that get lost in this shuffle. It happened, but you, for, you forgive that person. You accept it and, and you just, you talk about it and you move on from it. And in some instances, it makes a stronger relationship. It mm-hmm. makes the relationship better. Yep. So I got a f- quick funny story. Well, not funny, but a quick story mm-hmm. before we get out of here, Jules. And I know this is something that you can relate to. So in one of my uh, professional work kind of relationships, I've known the people involved in this story for about 15 years now. And what happened was one of the guys got married. He invited everybody except for one person in the friend group to his wedding. So obviously the person that wasn't invited to the wedding, he felt some kind of way about that. And it was awkward for the rest of us because now we're going to this wedding. He's not going to the wedding. So obviously, you know, I'm not talking about the wedding around him because that's not right. That's not cool. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the whole time that these two were kind of having like some beef behind the scenes. They were kind of in a rough patch. Now, the guy that made the decision not to invite the other friend to the wedding, that's his choice. That's his wedding, right? Now, the person okay. that wasn't invited, he had his reasons to feel whatever kind of way that he felt about it. But one thing that I did learn about this situation with these two people is both of their stories started to change over time. And I think that that's really dangerous because okay. you got to think about the way that the human mind works. It's designed for us to protect ourselves, right? So right, true. if you have both of these individuals on these opposite sides of the equation, Every time someone asks them about what happened, they're just going to tell you a story that makes them look a certain way to protect themselves. And when I looked at it, I said, both of y'all are in the wrong. If you weren't going to invite him, then you shouldn't have invited any of us. You shouldn't have done it that way. And if for the other person, if you had a problem with him, don't make it our problem. You and that person sit down and y'all have a conversation. And that's I just didn't like that. Because I know that the guy, he's still, to this day, still hasn't recovered from the fact that he wasn't invited to the wedding. And they still haven't come to get back from that. I mean, I've even tried. And Jules, I know you've tried to do that in personal relationships with people uh-huh. when you've seen, hey, you know what, y'all need to sit down and talk. But sometimes, man, even when you try to do that, people, if they're not ready, it's just not going to happen. And that's what happened in this situation. It's, it's unfortunate. You really think that when, if they really sit down and just rap, it might make things a little better. Now, the only problem is the way this came and passed, and you can't make that up. No. But, but at least when people talk and get together and talk, hell, you still living, so you can have a future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, even though you didn't make that wedding, but you can have a future to with each other. And I'm going to just say this, in case either one of you guys happen to listen to this, this episode, for the guy that missed the wedding, you didn't miss much. 
And if for the guy that didn't invite him, sorry for that. He <laughs> said, <laughs> didn't miss much. <laughs> but I think, lo and behold, when, when I think of people that need to protect themselves, if you look at the situation and you can just be honest and resolute with yourself about where you are in life, where you're trying to get to, and what's really and truly important to you, I think that's kind of how you'll navigate some of these difficult situations when you're dealing with hurt, when you're dealing with pain, and just understanding if I should or should not forgive someone. I think that's what it really what it really comes down to is for you. What's important to you? Do you want to be living a life with resentment in your heart and bitterness in your heart and, and not having the ability to forgive other people? If you want those things weighing you down, then I guess you'll continue to make those type of decisions. But if you're trying to live a peaceful existence, then I think what you need to do is follow some of those steps that I brought out, setting those boundaries, as I mentioned, right? Just because you choose to forgive someone doesn't say that you're saying that the offense was okay. Also, asking yourself whether your anger towards what happened is constructive or if it's destructive. Because I know a lot of people out here right now, when, they, when we see so many things that are happening in these streets right now, this is all happening because of people's trauma and their anger, and it's all destructive, negative bullshit. And I think that's also part of the reason why I wanted to do this show is because we got to sometimes take a step back. It's okay for us to be upset, hurt, but you got to deal with those emotions and learn how to deal with those things and then move on. And if you don't have the skills or the tools to do that on your own, then there's resources out there that can help you with those things. Shit, there's stress reduction techniques that I do on a daily basis with work and things like that start to get a little, little haywire for me. Hey, I'll take 10 or 15 minutes, man, and I'll just say, you know what? I'm about to go here in this quiet room and get myself back centered again because if I don't, <laughs> it's not going to be good. Mm. But you got to know yourself. Man, hey, press. <laughs> That's big when you talk about <laughs> take a second to yourself because I think we all need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one reason I'm trying trying to get this crib out here, man. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, man, I just as being God fearing, I just I I have it where, you know, for me to forgive others who commit an offense against you is uh, I do it because our Father in heaven tells us to do so. Because we would want him to, to forgive us because we are not perfect and we would wrong somebody and we'll wrong him. And it's like, if he cannot forgive us, then we're in bad shape. And if we can't forgive, how can others, how can we expect others to forgive us? Because we all need it. We all need forgiveness. Shit, we were forgiven. So why, why can't we forgive? So, right. man. Be at peace with yourself, be at peace with your life, and just really, just really think about what's truly important to you. Because I'm telling you, carrying that baggage and burden, all that's going to do is weigh you down, and it's going to prevent you from getting to where you want to get to in life. Because when you're sitting there stuck on what happened in the past, well, you ain't proceeding. And it's a funny thing that I, I heard a famous person once say that they took the uh, the rearview mirror out of their fucking car. And they were like, what the hell I want to be looking backwards for? I only want to be looking forward. So look ahead. Wow. Jules, go on and hit him with that curtain call, bruh. Perez, this curtain call goes out to John Perkins, author of The Power of Letting Go. 
In this book, Perkins give healing exercises and break down the layers of bringing more peace into your life, from introducing the reader to yoga and meditation, to helping them relive and process painful memories. This book is a great resource for anyone wishing to truly change their life. Mr. John Perkins, President and Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast family, I'd like to thank you and appreciate all your hard work. Hey, Jules, appreciate that curtain call. Audience, definitely pick up that book. As always, you can find this podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Deezer, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of the show. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening.